Jason, when you started investing, what was your strategy? That's what we're talking about today. But I want to know your strategy. What's your business plan? Comment below. If you have any questions, we'd love to answer them. Welcome to the Utah Real Estate Show podcast, the show where two agents and a lender teach real estate best practices by talking through mistakes we've seen and made. Hey, I want to start investing. Hey, I already have a home and I want to buy my second home. Rates are great right now. Just talked to a lender, mm -hmm. refied, got a HELOC, did something. Right. Now they have cash Yes. to go do. And then they go, okay, I'm going to go out and buy a house. And I go, I'm like screaming at my phone going, stop. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Utah Real Estate Show. I am Tyler Kazare, Utah Real Estate Agent. Jason Christiansen, Mortgage Lender. Magnum PI, Utah Real Estate Agent. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Right on there. And that's right up the line of what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about investing. And Magnum PI, he invested in his work. So we're going to be talking about yep. investing. So our discussion tonight is going to focus on the beginning investors and how they can get into the investment world and some of the things they should know so they don't get burned. Well, the biggest thing that I always hear and I see it on Facebook, I see it in different groups, and I love it because they're asking the question, hey, I wanna go do this. Hey, I wanna start investing. Hey, I already have a home and I wanna buy my second home. Rates are great right now. Just talked to a lender, mm -hmm. refied, got a HELOC, did something. Right. Now they have cash yes. to go do. And then they go, okay, I'm gonna go out and buy a house. And I go, I'm like screaming at my phone going, stop. Stop it. Because. Why? What house? For what? What are you going to do with it? And where? what, what where? are you doing? Because whether you realize it or not, you're not just buying an investment. You're starting a business. Yeah. And most people have no idea. They just say, I just want to, I just want a deal. And then they're going to buy an investment. <laughs> yeah, that's how I got my first place. Give yeah. me a deal. Let's talk about your first place. This okay. is a good case study. So just give some some of the details of your first purchase. Um, there's a few things that worked out really well to my favor. I had cash on hand. Um, I'm how, in the so industry. How much, how much cash did you have on hand? I had... Because some people go, oh, well, I've got $10,000. I've got cash on hand. And some people are like, I need $400,000. That's cash on hand. So how much did you have? About $200,000. He was a drug dealer before. So I, I had a goal. So here's the thing. like, For reals, I was dead set on getting out of debt. Really, really, really. My family vacations for years, and the, one of the reasons I'm divorced. True story, is the vacation was camping. Um, so, all of my money went to paying off debt. I paid off my house, and so then I got a HELOC on my house because I knew I wanted a deal, and I knew that if I had cash, I could get a deal. Okay, where, you got to define a HELOC. What's a HELOC for the home equity know? line of credit? So I got a giant credit card against the value of my home. Mm -hmm. All right, okay. which is a great idea. I actually don't think you should pay off your house right now because I had other people who were leveraging their debt and putting minimum down and they have multiple properties and they're worth lots more than I am right now. But I was Dave Ramseying it, get out of debt, right? So I had money and then I'm in the industry. So I know lots of real estate agents and I just start telling agents, let me know when you've got a good deal. And I had a few say, hey, this is a great deal. It's market. And I'm like, that's not a great deal. And then I had an agent call me and said, I botched this. I didn't realize how soon we needed to close. My sellers need this much money, which is this much less than the asking price. They need 150000 It lists 
they they started at 175 or it just appraised 175. Hmm. So for 25,000 less, let's let's take it. Will you, will you do it? And I said, that's a deal. So in the investment world, we call that distress. That, that property was under distress, meaning right. there was a timeline the sellers had and they couldn't go beyond it. And here comes Jason with the answer to their problem. Which is really interesting because given the time, there's no way they would have taken 150. They ended well, up going for 155. But So that's how you got that home. That was his business plan. His business but, plan was I had cash and I want a good deal. Also, and I want to cash flow. I had a tenant lined up right. already. So I already knew who was going to rent it. I already knew what the price they would pay. I knew what my payment would be. I knew that the rent would be more than my payment. So I didn't have to worry about making the payment. I just needed the down payment. Mm-hmm. I also knew my tenant and his capabilities. And the whole thing was, I'll hook you up with cheap rent. And I never want to hear from you about the house, period. Hmm. You maintain it, the end. Okay. That right there, not a bad business plan. Definitely down here on your step one of your business plans. Well, and super, super, but it works, but it works. But like I said, he didn't have he didn't put a ton of research into it. He didn't look at appreciation values of where the place is at this, like there was a lot of stuff that he didn't do, but he did do well. You still have it today. Yeah. A whole lot of dumb luck. And, And he went there and he did good, but are you willing to risk that? And I, there, there's no need to risk that when you have so much information out there now, which is why we're doing these videos right. yeah. and these podcasts is to help give that information because from that business plan, at least it was a plan. You had a plan on yeah, doing it. Yeah. Very, very basic. Okay. From there, it's the moon and we're still learning daily. Like <clears throat> that's true. <clears throat> we operate in the industry every single day and we still learn things. Uh, all the time, and so, and that's that's the part of the fun of doing uh, real estate all the time because you get to rub shoulders with really intelligent people. Yeah, and, crazy, bro. And they've come up with amazing things and done amazing things, and you just learn from them. You're like, oh, that's a good idea. I should try that. Mm-hmm. So to kind of get started, though, like Jason talked about having uh, liquid cash at hand, right? That could be a HELOC, it could be inheritance from you know a relative passing away. That could be you were super um, disciplined and you saved tons of cash and now you're walking in with $30,000 or $40,000 and you're ready to make a down payment. Like all of these, like you're gonna need some liquid cash at hand, whether or not, no matter what strategy you use, you're gonna need some cash. Alternatively, you can do your first investment property as vacating your primary residence. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I like to start here because I have a lot of people say, I'm buying a house, I wanna put 20% down. And then I say, what's your plan? Are you gonna live and die here? Do you wanna keep it? Do you have any interest in real estate investing? Would you like to keep it as a rental? And more often than not, they say, I might. And then we go into, let's put less down, because how long did it take you to save this 20% down? Did you know you can do 5% down? So Mm -hmm. the most recent property I bought, 5% down. Mortgage insurance, I'm a lender, but- It was still the smart decision for that strategy. Now, I remember when you bought that home, you had a little bit better of a business plan. You had more information that you put together and gathered. You did a lot more looking in taxes and write-offs and you understood it from this side and this side and this side. Yeah. And you went, Wait. I got this. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I want to tease that a little bit. We're going to talk about four pillars a little bit later in our in in our movies in our, our movies. Movies. in our videos. <laughs> hey guys, I'm in a movie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> in our videos, we're going to talk about the four pillars of investment. And if you mm -hmm. manage to corner one of us. And you've got about half an hour or so. Like, you'd be careful. If you say four pillars around us, we can't shut up. Like, we just keep going. It's, it's really smart. Like, 30% return easily on investing. Yes. It's, it's going to really be good. in a later podcast where this yeah. will be too we're, long. Yeah, okay. we're not, we're, we're not going to get into Okay. So, but. back to a couple things. First thing, you got to have a strategy. You have to know that that's what you're going to be doing mm -hmm. because that's going to dictate on what you buy and how you buy it. Are you going into the vacation nightly rental scene? Are you going into multifamily? Are you doing mm -hmm. an owner occupied like Jason was just talking about where you're gonna live in it for two years mm -hmm. and then sell and do, go to another owner occupied? Are you going to buy a multi-unit and owner occupy that up to a mm -hmm. fourplex? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different situations but they all require different paths on how you do it. So you gotta have some sort of a strategy starting out. Yeah, so one of the other things I like to remind people to think about, are you looking for cash flow, are you looking for appreciation? Ooh. In general, Utah is an appreciation state. Right. You appreciate like mad here. In, and But it's hard to cash flow. Despite of that, I still have people saying, what's the cap rate, what's the cap rate, what's the cap rate, what's the cap rate? In Utah, and I think stop. Capitalization rate, that's what that means. <laughs> stop, well, basically how much money am I making a month? Yeah. Kind of, what's the estimate? But in Utah, you don't cash flow on a property very easily, no. but the appreciation kicks butt. Which means that you can leverage those properties later by either refinancing out of those properties mm -hmm. and taking the equity as a lump sum, or it is possible to get a HELOC, but those are those are hard. We can talk about those necessarily. Yeah. Or, but another, another step when it comes to buying these properties, you're gonna get hooked after you buy your first one. Now you're gonna wanna go buy another one really quick, okay? So what'd sure. you just do? You just soaked up all your funds though. All that yeah. liquid cash that Tyler just was talking about, your inheritance or whatever, yeah. it's your gone. First home. But you <clears throat> want to go get another home. How can you go buy another home when you don't have any money? There are, there are ways to do that. We'll, we'll talk about in the but, coming yeah, episode. We'll, we'll talk about that's a whole other episode. episodes. But like, probably, like if you're being pretty aggressive and you're still funding all your deals, mm -hmm. like my, my first property that I ever bought was up in Layton. I took, I took a HELOC you know, similar to what uh, Jason was talking about. I took that money, put it down, bought the house. Now, it's. I knew it was gonna appreciate well. There were a few reasons for that, and I knew that it was gonna go up um, because of where it was located and how I acquired the property. But a year and a half later, I'm gonna be able to take out $75,000-ish, you know, thereabouts, and I'm gonna go fund my next deal with that $75,000 that I knew would be appreciated. Right. Um, if you're a fan of Bigger Pockets, we don't get paid by them, but hey, Bigger Pockets, if you want to send us some money, <laughs> you can. Um, but Bigger Pockets calls, like, they talk about forced cash flow or uh, forced appreciation, and they talk about natural appreciation or organic appreciation. This was organic appreciation, but there are ways to force that appreciation mm -hmm. through improving the property through remodeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which I did as well. Like, I remodeled the property and I had organic appreciation from where it was located. And there's a lot of people that you could 1031 exchange it. Right. Yeah. So you you caught a home in a specific window like you bought it because you knew of developments that were coming in that were going to increase the value. And you pull the cash out of that on sale and use that money towards a property that cash flows better or it's going to capture some really good appreciation in the future. Well, mm -hmm. and like these are all super great points and we can go on every one of these points for 
a long yeah. time. Come to lunch with us. Uh, Come sit down and have lunch with us. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I know everybody's always going, well, I've heard this stuff. What's the big wow? What's the, the big game plan? Or where's the mind-blowing stuff? Well, in this one, like, I just always want to bring it back because you have to have a plan. You have to have a strategy going that into is, it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my first investment deal was we figured out the numbers and I needed cash. And so I actually took it out of my 401k, took a hit on it. And I know there's yeah. people yelling at me right now on the other side of the screen going, I, I actually asked him, I was like, are you sure this is a good okay. idea? You sure you but want to do this? I had a plan. I laid out the numbers. Even with my hit over the next few years, yeah, that was a good deal. So it's going to year make one pays that off your the hit. my hit. I, I'm a, I'm familiar with his deal. Yeah, uh, I needed I needed help, which is part of your strategies. Ask for help. Yeah. Well, let's hit this really quick. So make a plan. Make the best plan you mm-hmm. can. Keep track of what you did because you're going to screw something up. Mm-hmm. You're going to find something that <laughs> I could have done that better. Yeah. And if you're methodical on what you want to do, you can see those. If you go in like I did on my first one, it worked out because a a lot of luck. But I look back at things I could have done and when I could have done repairs and things I could have done. And I could be making four to five hundred dollars more a month on that property. So one with that strategy and that plan, you need to be okay with whatever the risk level that was. Like for me, I was okay with that risk of taking that hit on this to do this. I was okay with that. There's other people that aren't okay with that and that's fine, but don't do something that's beyond what you're going to do because then you won't sleep at night. You're going to hate your investment. You're not going to like your business and you're never going to go do another one. And that's just sad. It is sad because there's so much potential and so much fun to be had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the other thing is like, you're going to be amazing at something because everybody is right. Mm -hmm. Don't try and be amazing at everything. Like I'm a pretty good handyman. I just don't want to do it. And I'm pretty good with money, but I don't want to collect rents. And so like, could I be a property manager? Absolutely. I just hate it. (laughs) And so it's totally worth it for a couple hundred bucks for each property I have. Pay someone else to collect that. Yeah. Charge higher rents. Be the person who comes in and says, hey, we're going to take your rent up this much this year because that's what the market's doing. And to go along with what Jason was just saying is you have three main skills when you're getting ready to do an investment. You have time, you have money, and you have skills. You're going to have some of those and you're not going to have some of those. Are you the person who has a lot of time to put into this deal? Find a sweet one. Okay. But you don't have the ability to find money or have money, but you have the skills to either learn or to do something. Well, then you need to go find a partner that is good at the money side or good at the time side or you have time and you have money but you don't have the skills, well then go talk to somebody who does have skills and go, hey, I wanna do this, how can we partner up? Partner up, why waste yeah. two yeah. years before you get your own deal when you could do four deals in those two years? Yes, yeah. I'm talking with a client today who doesn't make enough an hour to buy a home and I said, who else do you have? Do you have anybody else who would live in this home with you that you partner up? He's like, well, yeah, I've got I was like, well, you can double your income if you work in the same job at the same place, then you can afford a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a difference. So, what did we learn? Well, my key takeaway is that you have to be able to analyze a deal, but don't get, don't get paralyzed by that analysis. Remember to have a plan. Start with everything you can document 
and know that you're going to learn from there. Be okay with the risk of that plan and look forward to the next deal. Best ending to any podcast out there. You want free lunch? Give us a call. We'll take you to lunch and we'll talk about your investment strategy. Taco Tuesday, anyone? If you want to get in touch with us, shoot us a text at 801-228-7687. Make sure you mention the show. You can email us at the Utah Real Estate Show at gmail.com. You can watch this show on YouTube and you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you learned something or if you really love this show, give us a like on YouTube and drop a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The Utah Real Estate Show is a production of Hive Collective at Presidio Real Estate with support from Security Home Mortgage. The NMLS number for Security Home Mortgage is 178787. The NMLS number for Jason Christiansen is 240472, Equal Housing Lender. Not only is this not legal or investment advice, but you should definitely talk to a pro before you make any real estate decision. Every situation is different and should be considered in context. Copyright Jason Christiansen, Eric Wist, and Tyler Kazare. All rights reserved. Talk to you next week. I'm waiting for you. Waiting. I, put Sweetheart. that away. You're like a girl. Put that away. You're like a little girl. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, in the 70s. <laughs> you should say that on video. <laughs> Tell us how you feel. Sorry if I'm, you know, rude. I don't have my notes here in front of me, but did you graduate high school yet? And she went, no, this is my senior year. We're preparing to buy it this Are year. Are you kidding me? And I wanted to be like, Are you trying to get a hold of Tyler? <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode. Take six. <laughs> so after this video, Jason, do you like your business plan for investing? Yeah. Because I don't. <laughs>